all right welcome back welcome to the growth podcast this is where you discover where you learn and where you grow and we've been on the series for a while now on the series of discovering god and we've been learning a lot of things i hope uh, these lessons are impactful and i hope uh, you have been blessed by the previous lessons we've had all right my name is john Ige. all right so the first view is the ontological view ontological view don't be bothered by the by the vocabulary all right um and this view is formulated by Anselm. he said god is that than which nothing greater can be conceived now look at his view he said god is that that which nothing greater can be conceived now that is his view and um, a lot of people uh saw into what he said that there is nothing greater than god there is nothing you can't think of anything bigger than god that is and that's what we call your ontological view and this is about the uh, taste view on the existence of god now the next view was made by baron spinoza and he said he said something he said by god i understand a being absolutely infinite i love this uh guy's definition he said by god i understand a being absolutely infinite and he said that a substance that is he's talking about god that a substance consists of infinite attributes Alright, that this God is a substance consisting of infinite attributes of which each one expresses an eternal and infinite essence. Wow, this definition is quite deep. Alright, that is when you say that God is love, that love is infinite itself. Alright, the, the, the categories or the attributes of God is infinite. He is now saying that each of those attributes themselves are infinite. So that is his own understanding about God. Uh, it was also Spinoza that said that the whole of the natural universe is made up of one substance. He said God. He said the whole the natural universe is made up of God or its equivalents. That what you see around, what you see in the world, all right is made up of one substance is god that is spinoza's view and a lot of people a lot of christians a lot of muslims also have their view from spinoza all right so the third taste view is from the popular scientist isaac newton isaac newton saw god as the masterful creator whose essence could not be denied in the face of the grandeur of all creation. Isaac Newton said, I, I look at creation now. He said, you cannot, you cannot disprove the existence of God near looking at creation, near looking at things around. In fact, he, he said something that is very, very significant that countered what Richard Duncan said about um, that if there is a God, that the universe where there is a God would be different from the universe where there is no God. I look at what uh, uh, Isaac Newton said. Isaac Newton also disagreed with the claim that if there was a God, 
he would have made a perfect world which requires no intervention for the creator himself these are the views of of the taste we have the ontological view we have the spinoza view and we have the uh, isaac newton's view thank you and god bless you You're welcome to the Growth Podcast. It's a place where you discover, where you learn, and where you grow. And I want to specially appreciate each and every one of you for listening and for joining me on this new series, on this series on Discovering God. I hope you've been learning something thus far. We are still on uh, the first topic, Does God Exist? I am your host, John Ige. All right. Today's lesson on this podcast is going to be Does God Exist? Part 5. And uh, we'll be looking at Thomas Aquinas' perspective um, to the existence of God. Thomas Aquinas uh, did um, a proper study on the existence of God that it's what are uh, looking at. And that is what we'll be using to cap up on the existence of God. Uh, before I start listing out the five uh, arguments of Thomas Aquinas on the existence of God, it's worthy of to mention about certain things Thomas Aquinas believed and said. Now, Thomas Aquinas said that uh, the existence of God is self-evident. Alright, it's self-evident, but it is not known to us. The existence of God is not dependent on us. Whether we believe it or not, uh, the evidence of God is not as a result of cause and action. You know, some people will say, if you, if you believe it, then it is there. If you don't believe it, then it is not there. No, that's not, that, that doesn't work for the existence of God. So Thomas Aquinas is saying that the existence of God is there. All right. It's self-evident, but it is not known to us. So he was saying that, therefore, to demonstrate the existence of God to us, we must use certain things that are known to us to demonstrate the existence of God. So the postulate of uh what's it called the postulate of Thomas Aquinas are, are based on things that are known to us. Alright, so he used you know things that we are familiar with to bring out this argument. Alright, so the first argument Thomas Aquinas gave concerning the existence of God is the argument of the unmoved mover all right the argument of the unmoved mover and what we are talking about the argument of the unmoved mover this is also talking about motion all right the argument of the unmoved mover so what is this argument saying this argument is saying that some things undoubtedly move though cannot cause their own motion that there are certain things that move that cannot, they do not have the capacity to cause their own motion. Alright? He says, since there cannot be any infinite chain of cause, of motion, he said, therefore, there must be a first mover. So what is this saying in the layman's language is that there are certain things that cannot move by itself. In fact, nothing can move by itself without a first mover and there cannot be an infinite chain of motion all right that things has been moving from eternity 
alright that things has been moving from, from an infinite level from infinity so he said that of course that cannot happen so he says therefore that means there is a first mover and that mover is God so it's because the first mover moved then what he moved moved other things what he moved moved other things so that is the first argument Thomas Aquinas gave about the existence of God he said therefore the first mover must be God all right now the second argument Thomas Aquinas gave concerning the existence of God is what is called the argument of causation all right that is um the first cause so he is saying that there there is something that is necessary all right he said there is something that is necessary having its necessity only from itself having its necessity only from itself in fact itself is the cause for other things to exist so that is the uh what's it called that is the argument of contingency let me look for a supporting document to to join to that it says in the world we see things that are possible to be and possible not to be in other words perishable things but if everything were contingent and thus capable of going out of existence then nothing would exist but things clearly do exist now therefore there must be something that is imperishable a necessary being this everyone understands as god all right so this is what thomas is saying that uh because we are made up of things that are perishable we are made up of things that are perishable then things should have gone uh, to extinction all right but the reason why things have not gone to extinction is because there is a being that is imperishable that is sustaining the perishable things that are existing now the fourth one is the argument of gradation okay argument of gradation this argument of gradation is also called the argument from degree all right argument from degree now what is this argument saying say if we can notice a gradation in things in the sense that some things are more odd good and noblest things and so most fully thing existing now what is he saying He's saying that now uh, we normally compare things we say this thing is good this thing is better all right when we see something that is more better than what we said is better before i will say this one is better than this one you know this one is the best when we see i will say this one is better than the best all right so we have things that we compare with so he is saying therefore there must be something that is the noblest there must be something that is is uh is the truest there must be something that is fully existing that that things are now compared to all right so he said this then we call god all right but he made mention of something thomas aquinas does not ascribe actual quality to god now he's not saying that god is utter uh, is the utterest. all right then you are utter utter uh you are then you have utter and the likes no that's not what he's saying but he is trying as much as possible to to establish that for us to have a basis of comparison 
for us to for there to be a system at which we even compare things at all that means there must be a standard that means there must be a, a standard all right so he is now saying that that standard is god himself all right let me let me read uh, 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 something for us here he said we see things in the world that vary in degree in degree of goodness in degree of truth in degree of nobility for example in a room full of people of varying height at least one must be the tallest therefore there is something which is best and most true aquinas then added what is most in a genius is the cause of all else that is genius so look at what he's saying there that what if you say something that means if you are calling somebody genius that means there is a being that is the is the most genius the basis of his theorem is just that if there is gradation that means if there is degree if there is a ranking that means there is a being that is the highest of all rank for that system of gradation to exist that means there is a being that is existing that is above all things the last argument by thomas aquinas is the other tendency of nature ordered tendency of nature the argument from design all right it says a direction of action to an end is noticed in all bodies following natural laws let me take that again a direction of actions to an end is noticed in all bodies following natural law anything without awareness tends to be a goal under the guidance of one who is aware all right this we call god all right note that even when we guide objects in thomas's view the source of all knowledge comes from god as well all right let me get a clearer explanation to what this is saying it says we see various intelligent objects in the world behaving in a regular way it says this cannot be due to chance since then they would not behave with predictable results so what is he saying here he's saying that we in the world we are in today we see some intelligent objects all right he said for those objects to behave intelligently it is not uh, it, it can be due to chance because if we are doing to chance then those things cannot be predicted a lot of things the weather these days can be predicted the a lot of things are, are programmed these days all right so he said it is not as a, it's not as a result of stance he said so their behavior must be set he said but it cannot be set by itself all right he said but it cannot be set by themselves since they are non-intelligent and have no notion on how to set behaviors so when you look at the behavior of an iroko tree for example all right when you see an iroko tree all right and uh, you 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 you, a scientist sit down with it and study it all right so what he's saying that the behavior of an iroko tree it was not iroko tree that set his behavior by itself it is not chance that made iroko tree to be like that all right but he is saying that therefore their behavior must be set by something else 
and by implication something that must be intelligent this everyone understands as god so this is what thomas aquinas is saying thomas aquinas have shown us with proofs he showed us through motion that uh, there must be a first mover for everything to be able to move then there must be a first mover he showed us through causation that something must cause something something must make something to happen the first thing that first happened it was as a result of god he also explained about the existence of necessary and the unnecessary that there must be a being that is existing in itself all right that is necessary and have its necessity only from itself he also talked about gradation all right that if we can compare two things together for that system of comparison to be that means there, there is an high standard that means there is somebody that must have sat now to set a standard all right and he's saying that is also god and the last thing we have is the other tendency of nature which is also known as the argument from design all right and the argument of design is simply saying that is talking about intelligent objects we have things that behave intelligently it is not because they are intelligent to behave intelligently it is because somebody programmed like when you see the computer robots we have in the, in our world today you see computer robots or ais ais ai do not just behave you know as they behave it is because they are programmed to do that they work with data and they are programmed to do that so also somebody a being must have programmed what we see in the world today all right how this is not boring to you all right and uh, i hope you learned one or two things these are things these are things that helps us to know that come on god exists you can go ahead and read about the five ways uh, by thomas aquinas on the existence of god thank you and god bless you